Welcome to the Thunder Basketball Universe. It's our second road pod. Tenth pod of the season. We are here for it. I'm Paris. I'm sitting alongside Nick Gallo. No producer Hindi today. So again, we'll try not to mess this up. Let's dive right in to today's TBU. In today's Thunder Basketball Universe, we're Thunder are coming off first road win against the Warriors, and we're sitting here in Portland getting ready to take on the Trailblazers on Wednesday. It's a, another West Coast road swing. We were in L.A. for back-to-back games against the Clippers and Lakers, came home for one game against the Lakers, now back out on the road for a two-game swing right before Thanksgiving. Right before Thanksgiving. We'll end up landing in OKC Thanksgiving morning very, very early. About 4.30 or 5 in the morning and cruise right into... Turkey. Yes. <laughs> All of <laughs> go the from, turkey. <laughs> go from one coma to a tryptophan-induced coma later on in the afternoon. Gallo, what's your favorite Thanksgiving dish? Oh, man. Um, I am a big fan of... Mashed potatoes, mac and cheese, and dark meat turkey. Dark meat turkey. Yes, yes. Wow. I'm, I, I'm one of the rare dark I was about meat to say, fans. Yeah. You're, you're one of the, the minority there. I'm more of a sweet potato casserole. Okay. Pumpkin pie. If you're detecting a pattern, it's I like all things sweet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anything dessert related and uh, turkey. You can't go wrong with turkey. But... Producer Hindi wanted us to drop this little note to you guys. His go-to Thanksgiving dishes are green bean casserole, and he's learning to slowly make a mean sweet potato casserole. And by mean, he it so- means average. It sounds like he's just cooking for you, Paris. <laughs> this is your welcome. This is your your full-on welcome to OKC, a full Fun Thanksgiving fact, dinner. I sent him Friendsgiving. a menu. <laughs> Friendsgiving. <laughs> so before we get to Thanksgiving, though. We have to wrap up this West Coast road trip, and it kicked off with an incredible first road game victory, and it came in quite the dramatic fashion for the Thunder. Yeah, down 10 with 318 left, and the Thunder's defense had really been not great for large stretches of the game, um, giving up mid-range jumpers and three-pointers to guys like Jordan Poole and Kai Bowman, who are for sure talented, but just not a ton of experience in the league. And and finally, in the last three minutes or so, defense really turned on. I will say that this game was bookended by really, really great Mm -hmm. play by the Thunder. They started out, and I remember in my notes I was writing, the ball was zipping around for the Thunder, and every time it was an assist off of great ball movement that resulted in points for the Thunder. And then on the defensive end, they were locking them down because they weren't the – Warriors weren't getting any transition points. And then all of a sudden, missed shots by the Thunder and then turnovers by the Thunder resulted in easy transition buckets for the Warriors, which ballooned their lead into 15. And then down the stretch, a series of incredible defensive plays. Danilo Gallinari's third charge drawn against Eric Paschal. That's my kind of stat right there. (laughs) SGA with a a pick six steal out Mm -hmm. on a sidelines out of bounds play. And then a a huge rebound by Shea off of a missed shot to kind of to seal possession and then a block shot by Shea to really seal it in the final two seconds. And holding the Warriors scoreless for the remaining three minutes and 18 seconds of this game. I mean, when you're down 10 with around five minutes left to go in the game, things aren't looking good for you. And then you lock down on defense and suddenly that 10 point margin is now nothing. Yeah. And the Thunder had really done a nice job even before that final three minute stretch. They had actually strung together five straight stops but they could not put the ball in the basket. Right. With about four minutes left in the game, Billy Donovan did what he's done quite a bit this season, which is 
insert Dennis Schroeder back into the into the group yep. and get the three point guard lineup back into the game. Mm-hmm. It took about another minute or so after Schroeder got in there, but those final three minutes, the Thunder's offense finally started clicking as well. Yeah, and that that late game lineup has been consistent kind mm-hmm. of for the Thunder over these past really close games. And in this game, I asked Coach Donovan, I, I wondered what was different about this game. I mean, they've played in so many games where the margin has been five points and they've fallen short. So what pushed the Thunder over the edge this game? And it, there really wasn't the answer. It was a matter of just being fortunate and locking down on defense, doing all the right things, but fortunate that the Warriors weren't able to put the ball in the basket. Yeah, over the course of an 82-game season, if you're putting yourself in that many games of five points or less and crunch time situations, it's all... It's mostly luck in the bounce of the ball at that point. The Thunder have had seven of those games that have gone the wrong way, uh, and in against Philly at home, and then here on the road against Golden State, they've had them go their direction. And let's talk about that game-winning play mm-hmm. by CP and Gallo. I mean, it it looked like something that the Flint Tropics would <laughs> draw up. I mean, Chris Paul had the ball. How much time was left on the clock? It was. Less than a minute, yeah, about 38 seconds yeah. maybe, and Chris Paul is looking for Gallo on the block. Mind you, these are the two veteran players on the entire floor right now because Chris Paul's got 13 years of experience and Gallinari's got 11. So these are the oldest players on the floor for both teams um, with the young Warriors team. And so back and forth, these two are passing. Chris Paul passes it into Gallo. Gallo passes it back out to Chris, just waiting for a defender to bite in either direction. And then suddenly, Chris Paul's defender bites on Gallo's on Gallo's catch, and then Chris Paul's playing against the closeout. They're just waiting for that opportunity to have one false step by the closing defender and just manipulating that back-and-forth action. Chris Paul made the joke about the Flint Tropics and Jackie Moon getting the ball on the post and dishing it right back out. He truly is a showman. No, change my mind. Right back, though. Okay. Right back to you. Okay. Give it back again. You got it? No, right back. No, huh? Yeah, yeah. Oh, sure? Yeah. Right back. Come on now. No. Paul attacks off a couple dribbles, gets right to the elbow or just inside the elbow. He said after the game, to me, uh, a mid-range jumper is like a layup, so I'll take that any day. Man, what a guy. Yeah, He was hoping to get that wide open three, though. (laughs) He knew he wanted that wide open three. (laughs) One player's development that we've been able to see kind of over these past few games is Shea's defense. And his his ability and length and size, uh, he should be very, very good on on the defensive end. And Coach Donovan's mentioned that because – with his offensive talents and you know his production on the on the scoreboard it's easy for people to think that he's you know doing all the right things and that's where he needs to be but coach Donovan challenged him to really step it up on the defensive end and I think he took that to heart no doubt I mean the final three minutes of this game Shea was incredible defensively Billy even said the first half he was just okay but to make those types of game saving plays in the final few minutes like that those are elite level defensive plays that just being in the right position doesn't do you know it's when you have that extra level of skill talent IQ you know intuition on the defensive end and those are the types of plays that Shea made with the steal of the inbounds pass being quick enough to get to the ball they've all been tight with the exception of two now SGA steals the inbounds pass down the lane and he lays it up and in to make it a one-point game to block the shot late to have the length, the size, the toughness to go up and grab a huge defensive board. So all of those things were really encouraging signs that he's taking to heart what Billy Donovan and Chris Paul has been really encouraging him to do, which is don't worry about the offense and the shooting and the scoring. That's going to come and go night to night. 
but you can impact the game on the defensive end very, very highly every single night. And Chris Paul said it's a lost art. You mentioned it. It, it it's a area of growth for Shea and we've seen him grow in that area but especially in a game like on against the Warriors we saw that maturity from because he didn't have the same stellar offensive performance so it was really an example of that type of situation where if your offense isn't working for you the way you can always impact the game is on defense and I, he took that to heart definitely especially in those last five minutes but even just keeping your mind in the game staying engaged staying focused when shots aren't falling in your direction and still trying to impact the game in any way that you can yeah I mean it'd be very easy especially for a second year guy right. who's 21 to just you know it was kind of a rough game overall lackluster performance for most of the game not just from him but the entire team and it'd be so easy to kind of just get checked out and unfocused on ways that you can bring energy and bring life to your team and to see Shea resist that temptation and be fully completely engaged throughout the 48 minutes as much as he could especially down the wire that was a huge sign I think for Billy and he was Billy was just effusive with praise of Shea after the game so proud of the way that he handled himself you know who else Billy has been praising recently and that's Abdul Nader and Deontay Burton they've had to jump in here now with Hami out during a previous stretch and with with a sore knee and then Hami came back for one game against the Lakers and was playing so well uh, really harassing LeBron James and then he had that pretty scary looking injury with the right elbow he'll be reevaluated in the next four to six weeks so this is really an opportunity for Abdul, Deontay, Darius Baisley to step up and show that they can be reliable for extended minutes and that's really the crux of the issue is can those guys perform what the team needs them to do but still be aggressive and play their games you know can they play within the thunder system that way one area that we've seen that is against the Lakers game we saw Deontay and Abdul having to check LeBron James and doing a really good job of keeping them at bay and then on the offensive end Abdul Nader just being aggressive every time he catches the ball driving trying to get points on the board get it in the bucket and in those things will come with consistency and this is their opportunity to get those reps live game reps on the floor against really tough opponents it's going to be about making sure that they're playing within themselves you know there were some rough moments in the Warriors game where those two guys you know didn't quite play to the game plan or took some quick shots and and that's all understandable because they're trying to inject themselves into this game after not really being in the rotation for the last couple weeks and so it's going to take a little bit of time for them to just get into the flow and feel that normalcy of being in those, you know, six minute bursts of being in the rotation and feeling comfortable that, hey, if the ball gets whipped around, it's going to come back to me. And I, you know, am comfortable enough holding the ball here for a second and just feeling it to, to let a shot fly and, and not have it, you know, bang off the backboard or, or you know feel uncomfortable coming out of their hands it'll all come with time and coach Donovan has mentioned that he feels confident putting them in the game regardless of the situation so I, I think that they can rest on that so after the Warriors the Thunder have to turn around a little time to celebrate because they take on the Trailblazers on Wednesday and it's a it's a rematch of playoff series last year but two completely different teams than we saw last year yeah I mean the Portland Trailblazers look a lot more like the same roster that was in the playoffs last year right. than the Thunder does. But 
two crucial injuries to Yusuf Nurkic and Zach Collins have made them kind of thin at the front line position. Uh, but they still have Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum. Rodney Hood is a sharpshooter on the perimeter. Uh, Hassan Whiteside is a, a handful inside. So should be a, a tough road matchup for the Thunder to try to string together two road wins, even though Portland has struggled some here to start the season. Yeah, and that's something that Coach Donovan mentioned was, you know, th- there's no relief going into these West Coast games against teams that are lower in the West Western Conference standings because they're both tough teams. And we saw that against the Warriors where it came down to the last minute. I mean, whatever the Warriors lacked in manpower, they really made up for in competitiveness. And the same goes for the Trailblazers. And so it's going to be a tough matchup regardless of who's on the floor. Yeah, and you know the Blazers showed on the road in Chicago last night that they were able to take it to a team. Uh, Carmelo Anthony actually had 25 points. We got into the hotel here in Portland and about like 1.30 in the morning, and who walks in but Carmelo, I guess you know he's on a, a short-term wow. deal with Portland, and he's it, like temporarily living at the same hotel that the thunder stays at here. Oh, wow. So it was really fun to like have him walk in the door. They had just landed coming back from Chicago. We had just landed coming from San Francisco. And so he's, you know, given all the thunder staffers and people high fives. And, um, you know, he and Chris Paul are so close and such good friends from being in the league for so long together. And, uh, so that was kind of fun to see them, you know, reunite on in sort of a random, uh, un- unexpected way. So who, who would yeah. expect them to walk into the hotel, yeah. the same hotel yeah. that we're staying at? <laughs> hey, uh, another uh, strange travel story. Oh boy, that I have to tell you <laughs> okay. is when we came back from Indiana a few weeks ago. You know, we get back to the airport and we're we get all the bags that come off the plane and. It's kind of a free-for-all. Everybody comes and finds their bag, and they have, you know, everybody has, like, their name. Players have their number as, like, a tag on their bag. So I kind of, like, wait my turn, and, you know, one of the last bags there just has the number eight on it. And I'm like, well, where's my, I don't know where my bag is. And I'm looking at eight. It's like, Danilo Gallinari. And I'm starting to put two and two together. Gallo, Gallo. (laughs) That Danilo accidentally grabbed my bag because my tag says Gallo on it. So anyway, we had a uh, we had a fun (laughs) like two a.m. rendezvous with uh, Wilson Taylor, our equipment manager, and uh, Danilo and I to do a to a bag exchange. uh, in downtown Oklahoma City somewhere. Oh Did he leave with your bag? Yeah. Like he left yeah, yeah. and was heading <laughs> yeah, home? Yeah. He was going to be very surprised with the clothes. They were not going to fit him. And, uh, you know, I'm not as, I don't have like the turtleneck game that he's got Where going. Where are my turtlenecks? You know, I know. I know. He is very fashion forward and he would have been very disappointed with my wardrobe. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Mistaking Gallo for Gallo. It was bound to happen at some point. Uh, that's a funny way to, for it to go down for sure. I don't know what plans you have for Black Friday, but I know how the Thunder's celebrating. And it's with a home game against the Pelicans in Chesapeake Energy Arena. And you're not going to want to miss this. So be sure to get in on the action, the Black Friday action, and go to okcthunder.com slash buy tickets and get those seats today. Well, here at the Thunder, we like to keep the main thing the main thing. And... Today's main thing is a result of really, really good ball movement from the Thunder, and it's the fact that Steven Adams has had his fifth straight game with over four assists. He's been really incredible in that department. Thunder's using him at the high post. He's picking out cutters uh, with the split actions that the Thunder's guards are running on the wings and 
cutting back door, coming up to the top of the key for three pointers, uh, or you know dribble handoffs and and uh, get actions for short mid-range jumpers. With the Thunder had 26 assists, uh, despite scoring just 100 points against the Warriors. So 26 assists on 40 made baskets, and four different players had five or more assists. So a lot of really nice distribution. Gallinari led the team with six assists, actually. Adams had five. Chris Paul had five. Dennis Schroeder had five. And that streak for, from Steven is the longest streak for a center this season besides Nikola Jokic. Yeah, yeah. And that says a lot. I mean, that the fact that your leading assist people are not just your point guards. They're every player, every position on the floor. And I think we talked about coming into the season that we were maybe going to see an expanded skill set from Steven Adams. And it took a couple weeks. I thought because, it was threes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Your, I was pre- wrong. your prediction has not been proven false yet. That's true. He, he, is not, he has not missed a three yet. But he, uh, you know, everybody thought maybe it was going to be just with these massive scoring outbursts. But really what we're seeing him expand his game on is through passing and through playmaking and being a quarterback at the nail and the free throw line area. And, you know, with that knee injury that was bugging him a little bit, maybe we didn't get to see the explosiveness rising up and slamming down dunks at the rim. But what he still can do in those situations is pick out, uh, you know, cutters and make really nice passes. On the season stat sheet, it's Chris Paul, Dennis Schroeder, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, and then Steven Adams ranking in assists. And he averages just around three assists a game. And I said it earlier, but it says a lot about your team and how you're sharing the ball, moving the ball, when your center is in top five in assists on your team. And not just your center, but Danilo Gallinari has six six assists against the Warriors on Monday. So it just says a lot about your team and your ability to move the ball. And it also generates really good looks right at the rim for your team. Uh, I can't imagine there's many players in the NBA who are averaging about three offensive rebounds a game and three assists a game. So really impressive for him to be able to to have that duality as a part of his game. Yeah, that's impressive. I, I didn't know that. That's good stuff. (laughs) Okay, here's what made me look this week. And it's a song that has been stuck in my head ever since I heard it. Danilo Gallinari. <laughs> yeah, it's it's phenomenal, very catchy, and uh, it actually played over the loudspeakers when the Thunder played the Clippers at the Clippers, and it was part of the Clippers thank you tribute to Gallinari and Shay, and it was the song that was playing under his highlight reel, and it took me a second, I was like, they're actually saying Danilo Gallinari in this song. <laughs> It's actually just a really catchy song. I have to imagine that this emanates from Italy and, you know, the times that Danilo played over there before he got drafted by the New York Knicks. He was uh, an absolute star in the Italian League, won the MVP of the Italian League at age 19. Um, He actually played for the same clubs as his father did, uh, who was a professional basketball player in Italy. Danilo's father played alongside Mike D'Antoni in the Italian League. So. A lot of strange uh, connections there uh, over the years between those guys. But, um, yeah, clearly clearly a great song has traveled over from Italy. And, uh, obviously, Danilo's, like, 
super awesome fashion and just he's seriously he's just so cool so the people that wrote the song or performed the song they're called the italian stallions and (laughs) they only have one album with one song (laughs) and it's the danilo gallinari anthem and it says to our hero danilo gallinari it's and and the lyrics i looked them up they're very easy to memorize can we get these guys to come perform at chesapeake energy i Arena? hope so oh my Italian gosh Italian if you're listening yeah yeah you, know, you <laughs> come have, on come you on have over opportunity here and i asked danilo about this but you know he had to go out and shoot at before the game and i was trying to figure out the story behind this anthem but he said he'd tell me later so okay all right Stay stand tuned. by yeah stand by <laughs> We have come to the point in the podcast where we want to bless your timeline. And what better blessing than being grateful during Thanksgiving? And Gallo, let, let's talk turkey. What, do you, what are you thankful for this holiday? Oh, thankful for an awesome job that we get to do and we get to be around this Thunder team all the time. Get to you know talk and write and watch basketball constantly thankful for my new partner in crime paris lawson on board this year uh and then obviously incredibly thankful for my wife and my family and uh my dog heidi oh heidi (laughs) heidi's a bomb what about you (laughs) oh man i'm grateful for this job month three and things are things are shaping up to be really fun on the road traveling things are things are really fun over here and also i have to do this i'm very thankful for my family who is bringing thanksgiving to oklahoma city this year and the fact that i get to be home in oklahoma city on thanksgiving yeah i'm I'm so glad that your parents are coming out to okc and you're gonna get to have a semi-normal thanksgiving semi-normal it can be tough in the nba when you're landing at five o'clock in the morning and you know i've had thanksgiving night in a hotel in Boston and you know it's just it's a little bit different and something you have to get used to uh this season will be the first Christmas that the Thunder hasn't had a game since I've been with the team um and that's you know back in 2012 when I got here so um just you know a lifestyle that is so much fun and we have so much to be thankful for but then you know really finding the time to view it as a blessing when you get those moments of normalcy during the season. I asked a couple players about this just because I was curious what the NBA season and schedule, the hustle and grind does to a a holiday where do you even get into the Thanksgiving spirit and when you're trying to travel all over the country and win games I mean when do you get into the holiday spirit and Nerland's Noel he's you know obviously going into a seventh season and has this thing down packed and he really said that it, it's just a matter of whenever you get the chance it's it's all part of the grind and at this point these players have been playing basketball their whole lives and basketball season often interferes with all of the major holidays around this time of year so it's just something that they've gotten used to over the years and at this point very used to it and they know that they got to have a good support system you can't always be home but when you are home be present oh man that that's a good one it's a nice one-liner right there Well, that wraps up our second road pod from Portland. Hindi, if you got a lot of work to do, we are sorry. Um, But we'd like to thank you so much for listening. And if you like what you heard, be sure to like, rate, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you so much, Hindi. We appreciate you. And until next time, thunder up and catch you later.